This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Barry Moore is pledging to fight any abortion services being provided through VA hospitals. Moore spoke with 1819's political editor Jeff Poor about how the Biden administration is trying to implement such a policy on both military bases as well as veteran hospitals. Moore spoke on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile about how Democrats are seeking to work around state laws that do prohibit abortions. One person is dead. Four others are being treated for injuries after a shooting in downtown Birmingham. Police say they do have a person of interest in custody. The shooting fatality is identified as a female, 19-year-old Jakia Winston. She was found at a parking lot suffering from a gunshot wound and later died. Police say that some sort of driving exhibition and vehicle burnout was taking place in that parking lot on Sunday. A collision of two cars started an argument and then shots were fired. Police believe that there were multiple shooters involved, which is why so many were injured and transported to nearby hospitals. Birmingham Mayor Randall Woodfin released a public statement that decries these vehicle exhibitions. Woodfin says this is out of control in the city. It's dangerous and it has to stop. The mayor says that the city leadership will be working immediately with state lawmakers to toughen up laws regarding this public menace. The murder suspect, who was charged with both kidnapping a 12-year-old girl and murdering her mother and brother, is not a U.S. citizen. Jose Pascual Reyes has been working illegally here in the U.S. for years. He's now behind bars for tying up the young girl to a bedpost, forcing her to take drugs and alcohol, and assaulting her. He also faces capital murder charges for the death of her 29-year-old mother and 14-year-old brother. When the young girl got free from the hostage situation, she was found alongside the road. Police were then sent to the trailer where they began a search for Reyes. They found him at work at a construction site in Auburn. A new facility for children's mental health will be built in Limestone County by the Mental Health Center of North Alabama. Bill Guerre is the project manager and spoke to WAFF News about the plan. He says it will hopefully start by 2023. So the facility we're using, we provide treatment for adults and children, and we just felt it would be more conducive to children's therapy to have their own facility. The Limestone County Commission plans to provide $600,000 to the project from COVID-19 relief funds. Here's Commission Chairman Colin Daly. If we save one person from winding up in a mental institution or in a local jail or something, it's, it's worth the while. The younger that we think that we can help in life, the better the, the quality of life will be for that individual longer in life. Well, Chris Stewart says he's only warming the seat for Eli Gold, who is the voice of the Crimson Tide. Stewart says he's only a fill-in voice, not a replacement. Stewart has been in the booth with Gold for the past three football seasons doing play-by-play. Now he will step into Gold's role while the legendary voice recovers from some health issues that's going to sideline him at the start of the football season. Gold has already covered the Crimson Tide football team for 400 consecutive games up until COVID-19 hit in 2020. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, on Sunday, the U.S. Senate called in Vice President Kamala Harris to break a 50-50 tie vote on a bill that would spend more taxpayer money to the tune of $430 billion. Harris voted in favor of that spending, and the bill now heads to the U.S. House, where it will likely be voted on this coming Friday. 
The legislation not only spends more money, but increases the corporate tax rate, which caused all Republicans to vote no on the bill. Through the use of a Senate process called reconciliation, the bill was able to be passed with a simple majority vote instead of the 60-vote threshold that's normally required for most bills in order for them to move through the Senate. Republicans offered two dozen amendments to the bill. Democrats voted them all down. President Joe Biden is out of isolation at the White House after testing negative for COVID-19 for two days in a row. Biden immediately headed to the state of Delaware for the weekend. On Monday, Biden and First Lady Jill will head to Kentucky following devastating floods that occurred this past week. When it comes to how long Biden took to recover from COVID-19, a prominent doctor is weighing in on that issue. Dr. Peter McCullough spoke on Real America's Voice, saying that the same doctors who are pushing the ineffective COVID-19 vaccine are now pushing a much less effective drug, Paxlovid, to treat the virus. You know, there are three false claims in the vaccine program. One, that it would stop infection. Didn't do that. Two, that it would stop transmission. Our CDC director came out earlier and said it doesn't stop transmission, so people are just as infectious. And then the third one is that the vaccines were going to make the cases milder or reduce hospitalization and death. Never shown in a randomized trial with that as a primary endpoint. No real valid observational study showing that. And now to make matters worse, Biden gets... COVID, and instead of getting community standard of care, which we use a combination of drugs and sequence, which I pioneered and published, uh, we never use one drug to treat this illness in a senior citizen. He gets monotherapy of Paxlovid, which is not supposed to be used in people who have taken the vaccine. The CDC warns against doing this, and then he gets Paxlovid rebound. He gets better for a little while, then he gets it again, and more importantly, He actually has now had a prolonged illness, and he's been more infectious for a longer period of time. If he would have gotten, uh, let's say, monoclonal antibodies or a hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin-based approach with other drugs, he would have been over it. Do you know my mom, who's a little bit older than him, had it at the same time. She was done in five days, and now he's going in a month. When it comes to Joe Biden's son, Hunter, and his business deals overseas, the Daily Mail is now reporting that they have more evidence that Joe Biden met with two Chinese businessmen who had ties to Hunter Biden. This would have occurred while Biden was vice president. The meetings are part of the White House visitor logs for July 2014. The two executives are with a Chinese energy company, Wang Zhang. Hunter Biden's investment company partnered with Wang Zhang in 2012 regarding a $1.2 billion natural gas plant in China. After the meeting with Biden in the White House, the two executives then sent emails to Hunter confirming the meeting. The Daily Mail reports that this is the 15th time that they've found records of meetings regarding Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's foreign business deals. Also of note is the fact that the Daily Mail is based out of the United Kingdom and has done more research regarding this U.S. issue than what has been done by some of the mainstream U.S. media outlets. The state of Indiana has become the first state to pass an abortion ban since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. The governor of Indiana, Eric Holcomb, wasted no time in signing that legislation into law. The ban on abortion does have limited exceptions. Those are in cases of rape, incest, or the endangerment of the mother's life. Should those cases arise, the abortion can only be done at a hospital, which is effectively shutting down any abortion clinics in that state and rescinding their license. If a doctor does perform an illegal abortion, they will lose their medical licensing. Other states across the nation had trigger laws that would go into effect following the Supreme Court final ruling on Dobbs versus Jackson. However, the state of Indiana did not. 
Well, there's a terrible story coming out of Georgia. Two homosexual men who married each other and then adopted children are now being charged with crimes against those children. The Walton County Sheriff's deputies raided a Loganville home due to the fact that a man was downloading child pornography there. Upon further investigation, they found that one of the children being used in those videos was living at the home of Zachary and William Zulock. A search warrant was acquired for their home in Oxford and resulted in their arrest, as well as two young brothers being taken into Child Protective Services. The two men are now facing multiple charges in connection to child sexual abuse and exploitation. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks about a barrel full of monkeypox. To to hear the Biden administration right now, it's it's it's... It's it's epic. It's it's running rampant through our society. It's it's not. And I'm not a doctor, and I did not stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. But I'm gonna be honest with you, we're not there now. If we get there, I'll be the first to go. Holy cow! Because I don't want monkeypox either. But let me just go ahead and tell you one of the things they're not talking about much in the mainstream media. I've got multiple stories stacked up here, a barrel full of monkeypox. But what they're also not telling you. Uh, because it's uncomfortable for them to say it, is that something like 91% of the monkeypox cases uh, are happening among gay men who have had relations with other men. Uh, and, and, and I'm just, that's, that's a fact. That's not, that's not me creating something. That's not me going, oh, Phil, what a biased thing for you to say. I, I wasn't biased. That's a fact. Deal with the facts. Just deal with the facts. They are what they are. And so less than two-tenths of 1%, maybe less, of the U.S. population um, has experienced monkeypox. And yesterday, about, it was last night, actually, I think it was, um, the Biden administration declared a public health emergency. Pray tell, why would that be? Well, I mean, the, the innocent answer is, well, it opens up the door. The emergency declaration frees up things like federal monies and gives us the ability to, to generate more vaccines under government order and get them distributed quickly and make them a priority because we've got to have monkeypox vaccines now. All right. But, but what you have to wonder after the last two and a half, three years, is it just another opportunity for them to, you know, issue draconian executive orders and, and try to restrict certain levels of society and, for that matter, pick the winners and losers again, like declaring what businesses are essential and non-essential. Folks, we are not there. We are not. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to get those reports directly to your phone or electronic device, remember, if you go to the main page of Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can hit the subscribe button there. And here's an important end of report reminder that for every bad actor that makes it to the headlines in the news on this report or elsewhere, there are millions and millions of others who are doing the right thing each and every day when it comes to their families, their communities, their church, and their God, and they are working hard not to make it on the headline news. So let's all go and do likewise. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 